Welcome back to the Nullify Take, where I've got the TNT takes for you on Australian Survivor Blood vs. Water episode 16. Before I get into my five takeaways for this episode, I would first like to once again thank everybody for liking the video, subscribing to it. Um, I'm hoping that if you're part of the 70% of people that watch these videos and that are not subscribed yet, that today is the day that I earn that subscription. I, I'm going to continue to work really hard on this channel, continue to add uh, things like I did in the previous episode with people's faces coming up and a little bit of statistics and things like that and make these videos more interactive as I continue to grow. Uh, when you support me by liking this video or leaving a comment on it, I know that you appreciate the content that I'm putting out there and it really motivates me to continue to push forward and con to continue to do this. So thank you to everybody that has supported me uh, so far this season. I really do appreciate it. Even those people like Lovable Nikki that commented on the last one and said that she doesn't even watch Australian Survivor, but she still comes and supports the channel um, and likes to listen to my voice apparently when I talk about these shows that she does. Does not even watch and lovable nikki i will be doing the challenge content pretty soon and also survivor us if you do watch the us version of the show now let's get into this specific episode and talk about the five big takeaways for me uh, from this episode Number one is that we get a repeat of the individual immunity challenge that we saw just before heading into the merge. In that specific challenge, I mentioned that we kind of saw who those people are that you wouldn't want to go against if you got to the end of this game. The people that did really well in that endurance challenge were Khan, which obviously he won that for his tribe, but he's no longer in the game. It was Sam, it was Jordy. And it was Shay. So no surprises here. We see that Shay, Jordy, and Sam again are the last three that are going to go head to head. Last time when this happened, Sam was the person who fainted. And this time, Shay is the person who passes out at the end of this challenge. So that's the second time this season that this has happened in an endurance challenge. So, you know, I really do fear for people out there doing these challenges in the heat and the outback. Um, they're malnutritioned. Clearly, there's some really dangerous uh, things going on with this. And I really hope that the Survivor crew closely looks at this and sort of modify whatever they do you know uh, in regards to these challenges like i know people look at that and say oh well done to shay she's such a beast going until she passes out and same for sam but i mean i think players safety should always be the most important thing in these seasons so i didn't like seeing shay pass out here and if jordan didn't step in at the time that he did and caught her as she came down saying i'm coming down i mean a split second later and she would have fallen from that um, apparatus onto the ground which nobody would have wanted to see um, so we do see that jordy beats shay here which is not a complete repeat because shay won that previous one but this time jordy's life was at risk in the game and he knew that because josh gave him a heads up which really annoyed sam because sam is trying to take geordie out of this game at this point but you know he really knew he needed to lock in he needed to win this and he did so well done to geordie for stepping up and winning this challenge now number two for this week is that we're going to see Jordy versus Sam, and that is going to dominate this whole episode. It's the Joker versus the Thief. Um, and I'm wondering, let me know in the comments, whose side are you guys on? Do you like Jordy? Do you like Sam? Or are you like me, who like both of them and really appreciate the fact that we've got a true rivalry being born on Survivor? In my opinion, it's been a while since we've had a really good rivalry like this 
come up on our screen. And I really enjoy seeing these rivalries because if you're feeling a certain kind of way and you are Team Sam or you are Team Geordie, they make you feel a certain way where you want to watch the show to see who is going to be the person that's going to prevail. In my opinion, you could normally say each show needs a good hero and they need a good villain. I mean, up until today in the US, one of the most popular seasons to ever, um, you know, makes make its way to our screens have been Heroes versus Villains, which funny enough was in Samoa. Um, and that was a heroes versus villain season, you know? So um, I really love seeing this. I like the fact that they're going head to head. I love the fact that Geordie isn't going to lie down and just roll over like Sam wants him to do here. This episode, she comes up to him. Um, she talks with him and has Mark there as well saying, hey, if you keep this a secret, this could be an idol that I have that I've stolen from your brother that only we know about. So, you know, we could play it for one of us. That age old argument, which is the biggest bs out there so have you ever played a game and someone tells you this it's a community idol i will play this idol together for each other just know it's a lie no one ever does that there's very few players that have actually gone to the the lengths and the depths of actually saving their alliance members with an idol funny enough one of the players that people don't like that much russell hans he did do that in his season and heroes versus villains saving poverty quite early on but it's not something you see very often so geordie knows this he's too smart for it he knows that they have got no incentive to keep him in this game they've already lied to him the trust is already broken sam was a lot closer to jesse than what he is so if she could do that to her best friend in the game who else could she potentially do this uh to you know definitely him now Another point here, number three, is that Geordie makes his big move. He goes around after winning the immunity and feels very safe, and he starts telling people about this information after, again, holding on to it for a couple of days after the vote, not immediately uh, running out and telling people about it because he tried to put um, his thoughts in order before he went to different people. But he does realize when he talks to certain individuals that they're not as open to the plan and that potentially he is going to have to go and talk to a lot more people to get them on board and take out Mark. Now, I do think that he made a really big mistake here targeting Mark opposed to Sam because what have we been saying this whole season on this channel? Mark has had the most points because I feel like he is that leader, which is unassuming. People love him. He's clearly respected. He's got a level head, a calm head, which I think Josh and Jordan, who are the other nucleus, or Josh being the main person of that tight six alliance, really values because he wants to work with someone that's logical and calm and predictable in his mind so that he doesn't have the uncertainty that someone like a Geordie can bring to an alliance. And that is the problem that Geordie faces here in this game. But perception is everything. And he's been seen as the Joker. He calls himself the Joker. And people don't trust him. He just does not have that weight where when he goes to people and tells them about this idol that Sam has, no one actually believes him. And they think that he's throwing anything at the wall, hoping something would stick and that they will continue to keep him in the game um, that way but ultimately he does not have the capital to make this move and to me it is crazy I think the the real argument he should have made here in this specific position should have been something in the line that if you don't get Sam and Mark split up right now and specifically Sam 
you know, who's she close to in that alliance? She's not necessarily close to Jordy or sorry, to Josh or Jordan more so than what Mark is. And she's not necessarily closer to Dave because he's been with the boys for a long time. Maybe Chrissy would have wanted to save her. But then again, she did portray, you know, Chrissy earlier and getting rid of Croc. So he's really in a bad spot here. But hats off to Jordy. I've been impressed with him. He didn't lie down. I appreciate him trying everything that he can here to change the direction of this game and appealing to the individuals to say, hey, we can form a tight alliance and we can go up against these pairs because there's less of them in the game and we can take control of our own fate. But sadly, there's a lot of people that just don't seem to play their own game at this point or we don't get in the edit why they're doing what they're doing. Talking about some of these players, point number four, Dave's got a plan. And will that plan be too late? Now, Dave has been hiding in Luke Toki's spy shack for quite a while, but suddenly came out in this episode and we saw him articulate his thoughts and feelings. And he says that, you know, Geordie can't be trusted, um, but maybe there is some truth because it does look like Sam is super paranoid and she gets really paranoid this episode because she sees Geordie running around talking to a lot of people. She obviously knows that he's got information that could really sink her game um but he does say that he's got a plan it's too early to make the move now he's going to wait a week before not a week sorry a week in the episodes but he's going to wait a couple of days before he actually makes that move now the problem here is that this was the opportunity to take them out for sure Will they make that move next week? And is that move going to be Mark or is it going to be Sam? I'm very interested to see if Dave can follow through with this or if it was just lip service that he gave to Geordie here. But normally in Survivor, these kind of scenes, why would they choose to show us that now when they haven't actually shown anything from Dave for a long time? I feel like there might be something there, but I'm not sure if it's going to be Sam or if it's going to be Mark. Sam really got shoved down our throats this episode as the main narrator, the main person that took control of the alliance and told them how to vote and everything like that. And I feel like it could be a bit of smoke and mirrors in the sense that maybe she's next out. But then again, George had that type of edit in last season. I wasn't too sure like when George was going to get voted out and he ended up going all the way to the end. So, I mean, who knows? She could still go pretty far, but it was an interesting scene. Nonetheless, the scene where Geordie talked to Dave and he said he had a plan to go against that core line. So let me know in the comments if you guys think that Dave will actually follow through and he will actually go against the um, main alliance. Now, point number five, and we're actually going to go through five points here without specifically talking about Mark or Sam. I know I've mentioned them a few times here, but point number five is going to be that Shay is voted out and she goes to purgatory. Sounds horrible. Purgatory, you know, the first thing I thought when she walked down the little path to see it, I thought she was going to go to Redemption Rock, but it's got a new name now. It's probably going to be the same thing. She's probably going to hang there for a little bit. A second person is going to come into Purgatory, and then they're going to duel at some point to try and come back into the game. So the big question here is, will she follow in one of the most dominant winners of Australian Survivor history's footsteps? and get voted out of the game, and then win her way back into the show, and then also go on to win the whole show, like Haley, who uh, did really, really well last season. Can Shay do the same thing? She is seen as the challenge beast this season, but we are yet to see her be strategical. So she says that people are going to be very upset that she is still in the game, and that she potentially can go back. But at this stage, she hasn't brought too much from a strategical point into the game. So I would be very interested to see what Shay would do different 
if she does get a second opportunity to come back in this game. That's my five takeaways for this episode. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Put a like on the video and look out for our recap this week. We should have Dirty Harry with us on the recaps dropping on Thursday evening. It may be a bit late because it's going to be Perth time. So keep an eye out on when I post on my channel uh, that it's happening. But as always, I will catch you guys next time. And thank you for